0: Thank you so much for being here today. Today we're going to be speaking with Adrian Rashad. Let's take a look at his story. From the small city of Barstow, yeah, the pit stop on the way to Las Vegas, Adrian Rashad Driscoll followed his dream of becoming a professional actor and moved to Los Angeles. Shortly after that, he was woken up. After 15 years of great weather and bad traffic, he now makes his living as a filmmaker and immersive media creative. He has had the privilege of working with large companies such as CBS, NBC, KTLA, Facebook, Microsoft, United Way, and more to push the boundaries of immersive media whilst producing great extra titles and experiences. Presently, Adrian has partnered with music legend Gimel Yonguru Keaton to form the Immersive Media Production House Collimation. We're super excited to have Adrian here with us today I Can't Wait to Begin. Let's do it. Thank you so much, Adrian, for being here today. I'm super excited. How are you doing today?
1: I'm doing great. Yeah, uh, late, late, late night last night, but uh, yeah, I'm doing great. How about yourself?
0: Oh, I'm doing very good. We're right now here in Canada, is summer. So for mm-hmm. me, it is such a blessing when we can go outside, walk, enjoy the weather. Winter is very hard, but still, of course, there is beauty in everything that we have. So yeah, thank you so much for being here, for asking me as well. And mm-hmm. uh, please let us know a little bit about your background. You have such an amazing story.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah, so Adrian Rashad Driscoll. Um, my background is in television and film and acting. Um, I moved out to LA maybe 14 years ago <laughs> on my tax check. I had no, I had no money at all. And um, you know, I created my production company, Driscoll Entertainment, out of necessity. And then maybe three or four years ago, um, we partnered with Young Guru and we started uh the production company collimation so it's it's been a it's been a crazy ride and now mostly I focus on teaching and, and getting more um, BIPOC people into XR and it's it's been that's been like my passion now so that's that's what I have fun with.
0: Yeah thank you so much this is very exciting because moving from traditional media which is the filmmaking industry like the traditional music industry how have you Witness this transition and what challenges you've uh, have experienced.
1: It, it was wild, you know, because initially, um, you know, I I wanted to do the traditional television and film, and there's so many gatekeepers. There's so many like you get a great opportunity and it's knocked away by someone's secretary or you know or someone's assistant trying to protect them. Um, when I got into XR and I became an expert, uh, I had people knocking at my door, NBC, HBO, like hey, how do we do this? How, you know, and it's like a complete tr- a turn, you know. So, um I saw the opportunity and I I really went for it because I saw that's like nothing I've ever seen before.
0: Yes. So, technically, um yeah, like for many creators that are still in the traditional media they might be facing, of course, the same type of challenges. But how did you actually got your expertise in XR? Like, what what type of journey did you undertake? How how did you get to the point where you were so confident to say, now I'm using the media right? Because it's also a learning curve, right? We can have the tools, but we don't know how to use them.
1: Yeah, so about 10 years, maybe a little longer, um, I was modeling for or doing like promo modeling for uh, Oculus, and um, I saw some experiences and I fell in love with the medium, you know, being able to look all the way around and connect with the story in a new way. I was like, oh, this is something. And, um, you know, Oculus quickly saw my passion. So I'm a nerd, you know, so I I got, I got obsessed with it. So Oculus quickly saw that and um, they had me travel the world to teach people XR, you know. So wow. it was a kind of a natural transition because I knew storytelling and most people are still trying to show off the tech and nobody cares about the tech. You know, they just care about what they're getting from it. So um, with the narrative first approach, it, it gave me leverage and I I really, um I really ran with it, you know, so I saw, okay, well, let me talk, let me consult here let me work here and let me teach here. And, you know, but then I became a world expert and, you know, <laughs> the, the rest is, is crazy because they have me speaking at campuses and, and teaching, you know, elite leaders and I'm like, oh my gosh, I went to Allen and company. I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, it's, it's crazy. So it's it's been a it's been a dope journey
0: that's super exciting that's such a cool story because mm. it also shows yeah there are certain things that happen because it's there in our path drawn right. somehow somehow for us but right. there are other cases where we can still try to be persistent as you were right you were right. struggling at the beginning difficult situations difficult to get you know in the door somehow it happened in another way not necessarily the way that you at the beginning thought it was gonna happen they died it reached out and all of that so it's just a a call to open up that we really cannot put the life in a box maybe there are different ways where things can come across we need to keep the faith
1: absolutely and you know and i I mean don't don't get me wrong the struggle like i was homeless when i was in xr you know i lived on skid row when i was i had already started xr so it wasn't all like a great you know fun journey but um that i say that to say this like it is temporary like pain is temporary and you have to you have to keep persisting you have to keep going like your shirt says you know don't give up right because it's once you get past the okay well i'm in a bad situation it's like you can't get any worse then what are you afraid of? You know, so that that was kind of a the motivating pushing factor. For that, I had to have a lot of faith. <laughs> you know, like God brought me through a lot because if not, I was like, oh my gosh, I would have, you know, I would have fell apart. But um, yeah, it was.
0: I think that your story is actually super inspiring, and the reason is because there are many of us who maybe come from backgrounds that are not the standard in society, or mm-hmm. maybe. We are not from countries maybe that are the leading countries in the technology. And so right. then we might face a lot of barriers, a lot of challenges, but your story is so inspirational. I want to say again, reinforce, thank you so much for opening up and sharing these beautiful examples for us.
1: Thank you.
0: And then you started to create at some point you came with the idea of creating Collimation. Mm-hmm. I wonder how was that transition? How was the creation of the company? How did you actually brought also on board, which is amazing already, email, like young group, for to join you in the in the adventure?
1: Yeah. So initially um, Collimation was formed. Um, I, I had an idea. It's like, what if you could relive moments of your favorite movies? That was the the, the basis, right? Mm-hmm. What if I could put you in that movie, you know? And um I was gonna meet with Quincy Jones. And this is the beginning of 2020, and no one knew the, it was like January, no one knew the world was going to shut down. And um, right before my, like a week before my meeting, they're like, well, you know, Quincy's pretty old and we got to be careful. And I had met a young guru, I was doing a talk or teaching at the HBCU, at South by Southwest in 2018, and I had met young guru uh, there as well. And I'm like, hey, Goo, I have this crazy idea. And Goo's like, it's gonna be bigger than you ever imagined. Like it's so brilliant, you know. And he came on board and he's so brilliant himself, you know. It's like, you gotta keep up. <laughs> you gotta keep up. And um, yeah, you know, from there it was, it was it was incredible because he I didn't have to explain a lot to him, you know. He just he just got it, he understands, you know, and um he also knows so much with music he can enhance the music side um to go with the narratives and it was just it was a it was a beautiful connection and it's it's been that way ever since
0: that's awesome so you've been building different type of projects what are some of your favorite ones and, and the reason for that i know it's difficult i know it's difficult to choose <laughs> <It's hard. laughs> the, the, the answer is always no This is difficult but yeah something that maybe that you feel feel for some reason that you find a lot of connection with those particular projects
1: you know that's hard um so some of the some of the things that we did first are always exciting right so we we did the first um hybrid holoportation event uh partnered with microsoft and mixmaster mike and that was fun because you saw the fans really reaching out and asking questions and connecting in new ways you know it was exciting um you know some of the projects don't even have visuals you know like we we went to uh, we created this song for a banking company called Lion Tree, and just the the camaraderie of the the employees and the CEO, you know, and that that's one of my favorite things because you see people's reaction and it's genuine and it's pure and it's grateful and it's like you know they're such an at such an elite level and they're just excited, you know, um, man the the rhapsody build we did you know, to see Rap's face when she saw her build and she's like, this is what I wanted, you know, as a put po- and it's like, you're translating people's thoughts into visuals. And, you know, I mean, there, there's so many more. Uh, the Rap Cypher with Tech Lamert was, was special too, with Sway's team and, you know, Paris and Rashidi. And it's, it's all been fun. I, I I've loved every moment, honestly
0: yeah thank you thank you yeah there are always interesting projects and experiences that maybe appeal even more to us with the emotions and we get a lot of joy seeing when people are actually um being inspired by those type right. of experiences yes that that's right. the, the best reward for the creator right is that part yeah
1: it's, it's it's amazing because the wow moments never go away like you know I, i've shown over twelve thousand people VR in my life. And I still get excited when they're like, you know, and then you get you get the old face, you're like, wait, what? You know, and it's it's great, you know. And now we have Collimation Comedy Club, you know, with we partnered with Kraken Up and the Murdoch, and we see people laughing and, and it's a natural release. And they're they're so excited, you know, and they may be in the metaverse, they may be in person, but the joy is always real, no matter where they're at. And there's,
0: there's no feeling like it, honestly. That's awesome. So it is a reality that not everyone, unfortunately at this point yet, consumers have access to a headset or to mm. devices that mm. you know they can enjoy for the experience. How do you manage that? How, how do you design the experiences around um, the fact that maybe not everyone is being able to, to access?
1: I mean, you know, let let's let's be real. Like, even even here in America, like, not everybody even has internet, you know. So you can't you can't assume that people have access to a headset, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so at Collimation, we try to make all of our experiences hybrid, so you can consume it the way you want to consume it. Do you want to be in VR? Some people don't. Do you want to watch it in AR? Do you want to watch it on a regular screen? Do you want to have a, a metaverse play? You know, we we make we extend the stage to the way people want to consume it and we found we found great success in that because we're not telling you where to go we're going where you are and, and giving you something to do
0: yeah yeah that that's that's great and also it, it showcases that sense of inclusive inclusivity that is important right. for you to allowing right. different um segments uh, accessing and being able to enjoy the experience yeah that's great. So Absolutely. right now we, we see many things out there related with hardware um platforms and different systems that can the technology is advancing so fast. Mm-hmm. Where do you think that the industry of maybe filmmaking, music, entertainment is going in this uh, landscape?
1: You know, I, I think a lot of people are afraid or, or think that VR is trying to replace, or they're like, oh my gosh, everyone's going to be in headsets. It's not true. You're not going to, you're never going to replace traditional media. Um, I, I think this is a great way to enhance, you know, yeah. Um, some of the things we do is we have live performances and we are, um, you know, we have people performing and, and, oh, that's great, right? But like, not everybody wants to hold their phone up for an hour, you know? So it's like, you have to think rationally of, hey, this isn't going to change the landscape, it's just extending it or enhancing it or, or making it, you know, giving additional uh, content and experiences. And I, I think now that people are starting to understand that, now it's going to expand very, very quickly, especially with companies like Apple jumping in the ring, you know, um, who control the consumer market already. It, it's, it's going to expand even faster.
0: Yeah, that's great. So... It is evident that your background is not as a developer per se, but Mm -hmm. you've been able to build amazing experiences. Do you think that we are in an era where we can actually learn by ourselves, even if we're not developers or, right?
1: (laughs) Absolutely. Um, I mean, when we started Collimation, I spent thousands of hours, literally thousands of hours learning Unity. Learning Unreal, learning these tools, YouTube University, you know, Udemy, all of of the, anything I can get my hands on to try to learn, because you can, it just, it takes a lot of time. We didn't have money to pay devs, (laughs) you know, and then once we started creating things ourselves and doing it very, very wrong, um, you know, devs wanted to jump on board because they saw the vision, you know, and that's that's how you build. It's like, don't try, I, I would, I would suggest don't try to learn it yourself you know, try to focus on what you're good at and then, you know, work with people who know other areas. And and as long as you can show the vision and show there's something strong, is there something real there, people will join you.
0: That's amazing. Uh, That was going to lead me to the next question, and is how did you build a team around you? Because that is also something that it's, it's not that these things just happen by one person only, like the one person leads the vision, as you mentioned, and has right. the, you know, drives, drives the passion and um, has like good good insight on how to create the things. Right. But uh, how did you build a team around you?
1: Yeah, you know, um, I mean, it took me a year to actually have a conversation with Gu, you know, after we met, like it was literally a year and um you know guru's a celebrity guru knows everybody so it's like you know I'm, I'm nervous and i'm like you know i had to get the confidence to be able to say hey look i have a crazy idea you know that followed with um oh harold hayes jr uh from sunny boy you know we met uh, we had an nbc program um that we worked together and harold saw the vision right away you know and then you, when, once you have these people saying, oh, my gosh, this is crazy, what's next? You have to keep going because you don't want to let them down, you know. Um, and I, I walked away from making a lot of money to, you know, making no money just to 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 figure this thing out, you know. And, you know, now we're now we're fine. But like it, it was a it was a, a struggle to tell the team, hey, you know, we're doing this sweat equity. We, we were going to figure it out. and And the team has, you know. I'm talking from Guru to Harold to Rome Diggs to Tommy Morgan Jr to luke and and you know the rest of our team like they just stayed by because they knew it was gonna work
0: yes, yes, definitely of course, of course, yeah, uh, I mean there causing oh, something-
1: and and Christy too sorry like, i I can't forget Cos and Christy because you know <laughs> they, they 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 worked with us a lot even when we didn't have you know we didn't have the the means they knew it was going to work. So they, um, yeah, they they put a lot of work into it.
0: I think that's very inspiring as well when you get to have this cross section of talents and vision. And Mm -hmm. I feel honestly that the best thing that we should be doing is that thing that we could do it even without getting money ahead, right? Because it's out of 100% passion. And Mm -hmm. having this... Like attracting these type of people is not an easy thing but 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 anyways we need to keep uh you know the faith that the right people is going to be involved at some point and continue with together working towards the goals that you believe in
1: yes you have to know the difference between money and value That's that's the that's the thing most people think value is is the dollar and that's not true you know, you can have value without having any cash. You can build something valuable with no money at all. You just have to to be very strategic and understand approach and understand that I'm not building some, I'm not doing this for free. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not free. I'm building something that's going to have value later. You know, you, you plant the seed and let the tree grow. But if the tree doesn't grow in a day, it doesn't mean the tree's not valuable. You know, and that's, and that's something that you really have to understand to be an entrepreneur, I think.
0: That's great. And I think that you also perhaps draw to that conclusion from your own life, because you've been able to see, you know, in those circumstances, how it is to not have all that money. And right. still know inside that you have such a good talent. You can, you know, you can survive somehow. Like you had the faith right. and the understanding that this is temporary. This is going to pass. Something else is going to come. So I think this is very valuable for uh, someone who is trying to create an experience, but also expanding on a studio or creating a company. This is a great understanding. <laughs> I think this Absolutely. is gold cool. cool to mention this. Thank you so much. This is so great. So... Um, yeah, there are many things happening with collimation um, and and also because you are like you're coming from an artistic background as well. Yeah. Do you see any transformation somehow of a storytelling when it's infused with extended reality technologies? Are there any changes there or any enhancements or, or what can you say in, in terms of traditional storytelling? now when you use XR technologies to, you know, communicate these storytelling narratives?
1: Yeah, I, I mean, you know, narrative is everything, you know, the only thing that matters is the story, and we we like to say we tell stories and sometimes use a headset, and I, I see a lot of people who are in XR forcing it, they're like, oh, this has to be 360 because it's cool, no, 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 what, you know, like, there's a lot of friction for VR. There's a lot of friction for 360. How am I going to tell you to put on a headset and mess up your hair and your makeup? And you don't know saying? like this, these things aren't, you know, there's friction points, but if the story needs to be told in, in VR, if the story needs to be told using a headset, you know, you have to leverage that, that capacity, you know, don't black out half, my, half the back and tell me wear a headset. No. Why, why would I do that? You know? Yeah. And it's, there was a lot of there were a lot of gimmicks at the beginning, you know. There were a lot of people who were using it to say, "Hey, this is something cool. Look at me!" and you know, it always shows through. And now, I, I think the new storytellers and the people who are actually leveraging this this medium um, are are creating some really good work. So it's it's going to change and it's going to it's going to grow. Even three sixty video, I think, is going to um, really expand the landscape
0: that's amazing. and And what do you see coming up for collimation? what What type of things do you see foresee in the future? I mean, we don't know the future, but you know, like things that you because you're a visionary. anyways, what type of things would you like to see collimation progressing or evolving into?
1: You know um, right now, uh, again, my my most the thing I'm most excited about is bringing more people into the space showing storytellers how to not use this as a gimmick, you know. Um, so like right now we just launched our year three of Scale Up Immersive in Toronto, you know, we're we're teaching more people how to get into the space, you know, more, more black people. And, you know, I that's it what excites me. Like we do a lot of cool stuff. You know, we were um we were with Santa Gold last night and we, we do a lot of cool stuff, you know, as far as performances and all of that. And it's great. And we have some cool upcoming stuff as well. Some I can't speak of, you know, but um, it's great. It really is. We just relaunched the new version of Colimation Comedy Club and it's great partnerships. Mm-hmm. But bringing people to the space is the only thing that like really excites me. And I'm like, I get chills. I'm like, oh, my gosh, you knew nothing about XR when you started this program. Now, five months later, you pivoted, you know, your company's creating content in XR. That's that's the the biggest excitement i have for collaboration for myself in, in general it's uh yeah it's exciting
0: thank you that's 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 yeah like just to hear that is it sounds super super fun to see what things are coming up and you said collaborations i think that that's the heart of everything that we create right like collaborations and partnerships mm-hmm. are actually what makes things grow because we right. cannot just make Things in a box by ourselves. We really need right. to go outside. What are your recommendations considering you know what it is to be, you know, not, not having a lot of connections and, and knocking doors and asking for that? What are your recommendations for someone who wants to start but they don't have these great connections? Or I mean every connection is great, but don't have connections that can be leveraged even more for, to scale. Ah, uh, what are your recommendations for someone who don't yeah, have connections yet?
1: Um, you know, if, if you're trying to build a network and build, you know, something first, you have to clearly identify what your value is, mm-hmm. you know, because most people go and they say, I get calls all the time. Hey, um, do you want to hire us to do the, and I'm like, no, mm-hmm. who are you? Like, you know, why, like, why should I take this call? Right. Mm-hmm. And most people don't present their value. They just ask for something. Right. So look for the win-wins. Look, look for, you know, um the you're what you're gonna give to somebody first. You know, the highest level you can ever get to in life is servant. You know, as long as you are giving someone something, then they'll the law of reciprocity states that they'll, you know, they'll be like, okay, let me give you something back, you know, and go on LinkedIn. LinkedIn is the most underrated social media tool in the world, in my opinion because this these are very, very high level people who have a lot of pull and a lot of influence mm-hmm. and everybody wants to be cool. everybody wants to do cool stuff. If you're doing cool stuff, you know they'll people will come on board, you know, mm-hmm. write it learn how to speak to people, read books like it's these things are free, honestly, you know yeah. and when it comes to the money play, there's a a piece of advice that I live by. If you want advice, ask for money. If you want money, ask for advice.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: you, you keep that in mind when you're talking to people and, you know, you should do fine.
0: Yes. Oh, that's amazing. It's like closing with a, you know, gold here. Thank you so much. All the conversation is amazing. Adrian, I know you're that super busy, busy person. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else that you wish I had asked you today?
1: no I mean you've, you've done it you've done a great job um you know i i I think I think you've covered it you know it's it's a crazy landscape to jump in you know but it's worth exploring xr is xr changed my life you know but it's it's worth it's worth exploring for everybody no matter your age no matter your nationality no matter your rate like there's there's so much magic here if if you're willing to put the work in and make it
0: yes that's amazing thank you so much adrian you are inspiring thousands of people around the world not only with your life but with the work that you're doing through your um entrepreneurial works so thank you so much for continuing to do that and i will inviting right now everyone to follow adrian prashad and also of course collimation to be on top of everything that they are creating Thank you so much. And if you consider that this episode, this beautiful story from Adrian gave you some inspiration, please consider sharing this with your family and friends because this is how we all can get help from each other and grow together in the community. Thank you so much, Adrian. And
1: Thank you, Diana. we'll speak so take care. Yeah. Peace. <laughs>